Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccemmet.org. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Philippians chapter 4, this last section of Philippians chapter 4. Now, there's a very different gospel kind of going around. It's becoming very, very, very popular, and I'm, I'm sure many of you have been touched by it. But it's not true. And that's the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel, that God wants everybody to be healthy, wealthy, and rich. You know, or healthy, wealthy, and whatever. I don't know. You know, that that's God's purpose and plan for your life, is that you're just overwhelming, and, you know, God's going to give all the money to the Christians. And, you know, this is just a weird theology that's going through the church right now, and it's becoming very, very popular. But Paul warned Timothy about these false teachers who would teach that the gospel is about prosperity, and this is what he would say to them in First Timothy chapter six, verse six through eleven. He says, "Now godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain that we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content." That doesn't sound like Ferraris and mansions to me, does it? He says, just food and clothing, we should be content with that. But those who desire to be rich fall into the temptation and a snare, into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, this is what he's telling to the pastor, you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Now, we live in a culture that bombards us with materialism. It is designed to make us discontent with the way things are in our lives. And yet, the Bible would say, no, you don't want to fall prey to that, but you want to understand that contentment is one of the highest Christian goals, the highest Christian virtues that there is. Oh, if I just had a bigger house. If I just had a skinnier body. And we can't even read a news article. I don't know about you, but you know, I've been reading a lot of news lately with all that's going on in the politics and stuff. And just like, what is happening? What's true? What's weird? You know, what's fake? And, and I'm going through, and then I get to the bottom of the page, and it's like, this woman used to weigh 450 pounds. And she's, you know, three weeks later, you know, she weighs like 47 pounds. <laughs> I want that. I want some of that. You know, I, I, need, I need to lose some of this. You know, I, I need to, I, I, oh, you know, if, if I took these medications, I could look younger. I was noticing yesterday, Shannon cut my hair, and I looked down at the pile, and I was like, there's a lot of salt in there. <laughs> it used to all be pepper, and now there's salt in there. It's like, what's going on? I'm getting older. Oh, my body aches. Oh, I need to take more supplements. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to go through a midlife crisis and buy a, a, a Lamborghini or something. And, and, and we're bombarded by so many choices. It, it's like nonstop. As, as media just tells us, this is what you need and this is what you should have. And, you know, these, this level of, of life and status in life. But Paul tells Timothy, godliness with contentment is the greatest gain 
Contentment is something that we need to learn. And he says, verse 12, I know how to be based and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Paul had been in situations where he had more than he needed and he'd been in situations where he'd gone without. Now, you'll, you'll hear people say, you know, I've been rich and I've been poor and I tell you what, rich is a lot nicer. But here's the thing, Christian. It is easier to be a Christian when you're suffering than it is when you're abounding. And it does take a special touch from the Lord to be able to exist and be content in either place. We live in a country where we mostly abound. And it is difficult to live a very strong Christian life when you're constantly bombarded with so many choices and so many things that make us discontent. And, and so Paul says, I've been a beneficiary of something that God has graced me with, and that is the ability to be content whether things are good or whether things are, I'm suffering. And that's because I keep my eyes, my focus on Jesus. When we started this church, I kind of had an idea in my mind. An idea in my mind about what our plans were for the church. You know, and, and it really wasn't an idea of we're going to have this many services and we're going to have this many people and this is our strategy for, for sharing the gospel or anything like that. It was, it was actually a very simple plan. And that was that we would start the church if people came, that would be great. And I would, I would simply aim, simply aim to help them through God's word to fall in love with Jesus Christ. And if they would receive that and fall in love with Jesus, then they're going to do all the things that a Christian is supposed to do. And it doesn't even matter if we've gone through that chapter. You know, you'll notice that we talk about, you know, I'm talking about giving a little bit today. You notice that's not every week. That's just on the weeks that we cover it in the section that we're in. It's not a, a weekly thing to try to remind you to fill the offering plate, you know. But really, it, it's, it's just that, that you would learn to know and love Jesus and whether or not we're talking about giving or whether or not we're talking about being kind to one another, whether we're talking about, you know, spending time with Jesus on a daily basis, you're going to do those things just by virtue of the fact that you hear his voice and you follow him and you do what he tells you to do. It really has nothing to do with a program, has nothing to do with a, a plan or, or a plan of attack, has everything to do with you and Jesus and your relationship with him. That's what this is all about. And, and we find when we have that, we have contentment. So Paul, he, he knows how to abound. He knows how to, how to go through those things because he's staying close to Jesus. What Paul is saying is, is that circumstances in life do not affect his dependence on God or his contentment toward life that God has given him. He's content because he believes God has what's best in mind for him at all times. And, and, and we need to come to that place too in our walk with the Lord, that we could learn contentment and that we could learn that no matter what goes on in my life, 
I have Jesus and nothing can take Jesus away from me. If we live long enough, we're all going to figure that out. Sitting in a nursing home, you've lost everything. And if you have Jesus, you have everything. If you don't have Jesus, you have nothing, right? And so Paul says this, verse 13, and maybe this will have a new light considering everything that we've talked about. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So in this context, Paul is saying, I can face whatever God takes me through because he gives me the strength to do it. If he's going to lead me to it, he's going to get me through it, right? We, we have these little phrases in the Christian church, don't we? Some people say, God's not going to give me more than I can handle. Tell Paul that. That's not in the Bible. But if he leads me to it, he'll get me through it. God will never give me more than he can handle. <laughs> but God's callings are also God's enablings. There's another little pithy saying for you. God's callings are God's enablings. Hudson Taylor used to say this. He'd said, God's work in God's way will never lack God's supply. And Chuck Smith used to say, where God guides, God provides. And those are the things as a ministry that we hold dearly to. We're going to do it God's way. God's going to provide. If we're going to follow God, he's going to take care of everything. And all these sayings are, are teaching the same things. They're teaching us that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. If I'm following him and I'm walking with him, there's nothing he's going to take me into that he isn't going to work me through, that he's not going to provide in, in his way what he wants to provide in that situation. And I'm going to get through it because I have him. And he never leaves me or forsakes me. And so I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because he's with me all the time strengthening me. Now I know that this is often used in terms of, you know, somebody lifting weights. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know. I'm not saying that God can't do this in sports performance, you know. I, I'm certain that, you know, Christian athletes who are running and they're getting ready to hit the wall, they're praying, aren't they? God, I can't do another lap. You know, there's something I learned in, in track. There's something I learned in, in swim, swimming and different things that I've done. And, and, and that is this, and I've had coaches tell me this, you can do more than you think you can. You're running, one more lap. I can't do it, coach. One more lap. Yeah, you can. No, I can't. I can't do it. Yes, you can. I'll die. No, you'll pass out before you die. Somebody told me last night, nobody ever drowned in their own sweat. Get out there and, <laughs> and do it, right? Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.